everybody! Welcome to Fun Fiction, the brand new show on the BS Network all about taking great media and making it greater. Probably not, actually. <laughs> a lot worse. I'm your, I'm one of your hosts, Scotty Moore. What up, I'm Brenna Clark. <laughs> took, <laughs> the took other you, host. It took you a minute, you were just like, also... Is that my cue? I don't know. That was social anxiety all in one pause of, is he going to do it? Am I going to do it? That's my middle name. (laughs) Brenna, social anxiety Clark. So this is a show where we evaluate some of the best media in the world and try to make something out of it, exploring the world of fan fiction, our own fan fiction. We're going to do movies, TV shows, music videos. Heck yeah. I don't know, just doing fan fiction for This Is America by Childish Gambino. Oh, I don't know if we want to go there. No, no, it's fine. So, yeah, and of course, in our inaugural episode, and we totally didn't decide this just because we both went to see it last night and have been struggling not to talk about it to each other today. Uh, Of course, is Deadpool 2, which, oh my god! Holy crap! So... Okay, what do we start with? Favorite character? I don't know. <laughs> I wrote a list, but it's not in any sort of order. Yeah, uh, okay. Okay, I guess we should start with the big... Okay, spoilers ahead. Big yes, warning. Yes, <laughs> All of the, All of the spoilers, yes. Because we are, do not have tact. Um, uh-uh. So, I will start by saying, what, holy shit, they killed Vanessa. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm emotionally compromised still. I I did not think I was going to go into a Deadpool movie and come out sobbing. That's just not... Yeah, yeah, That's... No. Well, with me, it was a matter of... Because, like, they did so well in the advertising in that they advertised it really well where you couldn't help but want to go, but they also advertised it well in the fact that they didn't tell you shit about what was happening. No. They it was were, just like, hey, it's Deadpool. Yeah, let's go watch that. They were like, it's Deadpool cables there, and this tiny Australian fireboy is also here. We, you know what? I didn't even see anything about him at all. Like, I saw stuff about Dominic, or Domino, Lord have mercy. Dominic. And Dominic. The, g- the gender-swapped mm, version. Yes. But, no, I didn't know about Fire Fist, so, yeah. Which, I don't know. We- can I just say, God bless Domino, she was... Oh my god! She was a breakout in this, like, because a lot of this overly cinematic moments of her getting, like, lucky, her luck yes. play, those were cool, but my favorite were, like, the little moments. Where, like, the scene on, on the plane where she talks shit to Wade, and then Wade's like, zip it, and then doesn't, like, address her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I like that. She is a badass with a capital B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a huge fan of Domino from the whole... Also because one of my close friends looks like her. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is I... she so I can worship her? <laughs> I will, I, we will find her and at least <laughs> worship upon her. Yes! Um, now, I will say, and this, this just reminded me because uh, that's also the character that I, in my most recent novel, Crossover, uh, that I based Queasel Corp's human form off of is the same as the Domino person. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, I will say, it was weird having written Queasel Corp 3 and then going into Deadpool 2 and seeing 
a stark amount of similarities. Yes. The uh, the collars, the scene where... Oh my god! I didn't even think about that! Yeah, the collars, yes. the scene where uh, Wade and Vanessa, or Vanessa's dead, and Wade's just like, let me in, and then she's You're like... The no, You're the worst! You're the worst! God! I can't help but compare stuff to my own work, because it's all I have to go off of. No, I mean, that's fine. I'm not talking about that being the worst. I'm talking about you just, like, killing everybody, so that's, oh, yeah. that's fine. I'm a, I'm a regular George R. R. Martin over here. Yes. Um, also, can we just discuss the best end credit scene to ever <gasps> exist? I, I punched Garen. I was so excited. <laughs> When it did that pan up of the first Deadpool's body, I knew exactly what it was, and I was like, oh my god, what is happening? And then he shot him 15 times! Well, I was excited about it, but I was also really salty because my original plan for the fan fiction I was going (gasps) to write for this episode involved Deadpool going after Weapon 11, or X-1. That that was in my head, too! (laughs) I was just like, well, no, this is an idea I had a very, this was after I saw the first Deadpool movie. Um, I was talking with somebody and I was like, here's my idea for the first one. Opening of the film pans up and it's Deadpool fighting uh, Weapon X1. And like, it's just this epic fight scene between the two of them. And then they actually did it. And it was brilliant. Well, my favorite part was also the fact that um, they also, hold on. It's just because they finally got Deadpool on screen with Wolverine, technically, in the only way they could, which was time travel. God bless. Mm -hmm. Poor Ryan Reynolds. He loves Hugh Jackman so much. He's Well, I mean, yes. They're my OTP. (laughs) Mine too! (laughs) Ryan and Hugh Jackman. Um, So, okay. Best surprise in the movie to you? Best surprise? Uh, Well, I... Audibly gasped when the X-Men had their little cameo. Oh, that was good. That was really good. But it happened so fast that I struggled to catch everybody. No, I only saw Beast and Quicksilver and that was it. But I was like, that's not the X-Men! Yeah, but apparently uh, uh, Xavier was there. Like, um... Yeah, but he's sitting down. Somebody was probably in front of him, you know? Which also raises the question, does he have multiple wheelchairs? Because you'd think he'd be like, can I have my wheelchair back, please? Well, maybe he has a business wheelchair, and that looked like a meeting, so he was in his (laughs) business wheelchair. He's got his business wheelchair that, of course, Wade has jacked his personal wheelchair that has, like, like leopard leopard, uh, print on the uh, sides of it. He's just like, this is... This is for when I'm hanging out during the day. It's very nice. Yes, that yeah, the one that Wade was in just looked like his, you know, rolling around the house in his pajamas wheelchair. Yeah, it, it has, wasn't. It has an Alexa installed into it. Yes, it's, it's got a. It's. I was about to say Uber, and that doesn't make sense. Um. Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> And then also a button that anytime he presses it, it brings him a martini. He's just like, no, this is very nice. <laughs> Dude, I'll say, though, my favorite surprise, and even uh, Emily, my lady, will account to this, because I audibly gasped when Juggernaut came out. Oh, my God. I was like, yes! He was... He was so good, dude. Huge. 
<laughs> he was huge. He was dope. And he died in a funny way. Because that's like... I didn't want him to die in like a cool way. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, he's, no. The, he's the secondary character. He has to die in some goofy way to undercut everything. Because otherwise it just don't count. Do you know who played him? No, I don't. Well, in the credits, they said Juggernaut as himself, which is a bit of a dick dick move, Deadpool. Way to go. But uh, apparently, it was a completely CGI character. However, the motion capture for the face and the voice was provided by none other than Canada's Ryan Reynolds. No way! (laughs) Yes! So Ryan was was Deadpool and he was Juggernaut. He's really going for the Oscar for this movie, man. I just... It's, I, I, halfway through, I tried to convince myself that I liked the first one more, but everything from when Cable joins them onwards, I was like, no, it's so, it's a lot better than the first movie. I need to rewatch the first one before I make that statement, I think, but I, I really, really enjoyed this one. And I have a really strange attraction to Cable, and I'm wondering if that means that I have a really strange attraction to Thanos, which I don't think I do. Because he has a ruffle chin. <laughs> Ruffles but... have ridges. Exactly. And I'm not into that. I, I, I will say Josh Brolin is Dwayne, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson of superhero movies. And that he's just making it all better. Yes. Because he killed it as Thanos. He was probably the one part of Infinity War that I did not have multiple problems with. <laughs> Um, and but then, that's a conversation for another podcast. It's for a different show. It, it, I think it would just be me shitting on Infinity War for 20 minutes, and I do not... Like, because that was originally going to be the first episode was Infinity War, because, like, I know everybody going to be searching for that. Then I was like, no, because then they'll click on the video and just hear me shitting on it for 20 <laughs> minutes, and I can't do that. I mean, you could, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I I just can't do that. But yeah, no, 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 I feel you on that, on, like that attraction to cable thing, because I was sitting there like, all right. Yeah, I don't know if it was the haircut or like the you know cold murderous look in his eyes. I don't know, but I was yeah. there for it. Oh, when that orange glow came on in that eye, I was like, oh, it's mm. good time. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, the stuff. Did you see the video of Ryan Reynolds on that Korean singing show? No. I, well, I saw it on Facebook, but I didn't watch it because I was afraid that I would go into a spiral. Because you know how Facebook videos, you they're just one after another, and yeah. you fall down a rabbit hole? And I just mm-hmm. haven't had time to do that. Well, it, it, it emotionally changed certain parts of the movie. Oh, crap. <laughs> because... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in this fucking unicorn masks just starts singing, The sun will come out tomorrow, fetch about, and like everyone else, like, because I can evaluate a film outside of that, and I was like, This seems like it would be a very emotional addition to this scene. If I hadn't just seen Ryan Reynolds in a unicorn costume singing it to a bunch of Korean people. That makes sense, because, you know, there was a lot of people that started, well, not a lot, like a a few, that started laughing during that part, and I was kind of like, who are these heartless assholes? Um, But they probably watched the same video you did. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, oh, that's, Ryan did that one. Yeah. That was all Ryan right there. Um, So, holy shit, the cameos in this film. I know. 
And well, all the people that died. <laughs> and all the people that died. I, well, no, no, I really enjoyed that because I feel like it brought home a lesson, which is not something I expected out of Deadpool, but it brought home the idea that, like, family is something that you can't just, like, ask for. You have to kind of earn it and you have to, like, have it develop naturally. So the family, quote-unquote, that Deadpool just kind of asked for and was like, okay, you, 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 you picked them out. That didn't work out. Obviously, because they all fucking died, including the my second favorite cameo of the film in the form of Brad Pitt. I know, it's the Vanisher. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, it was so fast that I think half of my theater didn't understand it. No, I think so too, because I kind of looked at him and I didn't really, I mean, I recognized him, but I was like, I don't, who? And then Garen was like, that's Brad Pitt. And I was like, oh, oh. Well, the only reason I knew... Also, by the way, the point I was making earlier is the fact that the family that Deadpool eventually grows to have was naturally occurring, and so that's the, that's the stories. Family happens naturally. Anyways... And everyone else dies. <laughs> and everyone else dies, including Terry Crews, my new favorite human being. Oh, Terry Crews. How is he just now your favorite being? I mean, uh, come I'm on. Reading, I'm reading his autobiography right now, and it's <gasps> real interesting. He's just, like... Cause, because Terry Crews is one of those people that you only know of him through, like, his movies and stuff. He's not in public eye too much, other than just kind of playing his persona up. And right. then in his, book, he's, in his book, he's just like, I'm deaf for certain like for certain um, octaves of the human voice. I can't hear it, and I am deaf. Also, <gasps> I can play the flute. Also, I'm an accomplished painter. I'm like, damn, Terry Crews. I'm gonna have to look into this. It's a really good book. So, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, Brad Pitt, second favorite cameo of the film. My first favorite I did not know was in the film until after the fact. So, you know the scene where Cable comes up and kills the two rednecks? Yes. Well, one of them was Alan Tudyk, which- uh-uh! I... Wait, did you not recognize him? No! Which one? The skinny one that looked like Alan Tudyk. <laughs> oh my god. I, I was too busy looking at the other one's giant beer belly to even process, I guess. I don't know. Well, with me, before the film had started, I looked up Deadpool 2, which is never a good idea. Why and did I you saw, do that? And I saw, like, because, you know, Google will give you, like, the news stories. They're like, Brad Pitt to cameo in Deadpool 2. And I'm like, well, I'm happy I'm looking for it now. Like... Uh, because I don't think I would have gotten Vanisher if I if I didn't know. Um, it wasn't as obvious as Matt Damon in uh, oh my God. Ragnarok. No. That being said, though, speaking of Matt Damon, the fat redneck was Matt Damon. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> what? The, whole, the whole time I was watching it, like, I know that's a guy in a fat suit. I know yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't see it. Because that was not a real stomach that's why i was staring at it i was like why does this dude look pregnant this <laughs> dude got pregnant on set and now de- cable <laughs> kill him. that's unprofessional yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i will say like i really enjoy the fact that as a sequel they knew all they could do was just take what worked in the first one and amp it up times a billion including, yep. in- including deadpool's baby legs baby legs and other regions uh, we don't. We don't discuss that. We don't need to. Yeah, little little Muppet baby. Oh no! Because I, I was just once he got ripped in half by Juggernaut, which was dope as shit. 
Yes. That, was, that was on par with like Bane breaking Batman's back in the comics. Not in the movie where he's just kind of like, oh, no! no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. But I also, I wanted it to be, they took the two halves of Deadpool and stitched them back that, together. That's what made the most sense to me. I was thinking, I mean, well, and how, when he was blown apart, did they just take his head and, like, let him regrow, like, a whole baby body? And then, or what did they do then? Well, I mean, in the next scene, Colossus had that bag, which you assume has to be full of Deadpool. Right, but so... I, I wanted a lot more Headpool in the scene. Like, right? I was like, I need Headpool to exist. Yeah, but no, we can't always get... Oh, we can't want, can't we? Nope, Cause, apparently not. Because the minute it exploded, I was like, oh, sick, we're going to get Headpool. Oh, no, they're just going to throw them all into a bag and not try to pay for this. Nope, and then... I don't know, just hope his limbs reattach by being close to each other. I don't really... Yeah, just kind of hope that's that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm trying to think of just, like, what... Because there's just so much. Well, and... at the top of my list... <laughs> okay. Uh, ...is the hateful joke that Deadpool made against my main man, Hawkeye. <laughs> Because I was angry for a whole 20 minutes about that. Uh, is it bad in the theater as he said that? All I could think was Brenna's going to have something to say about this tomorrow. Dude, both Garen and my mother like stopped and looked at me and <laughs> laughed and then turned around and looked at the screen again. And I was like, I am being attacked by Ryan Reynolds right now. I mean, you got you got your Jeremy Renner feel though because they played tag before the movie. I no, I didn't even get that trailer. Wait, really? No, we got some, we got some sick Renner action in my theater. Well, you we, know what? I did not have that courtesy. Yeah, we also got that Mission Impossible trailer that I, I swear to God, it plays before every single film I have seen this year. I have not seen that once. What? You're going what? to the wrong movie theaters. You haven't seen the, it's like a, it's got this weird dubstep remix of the Mission Impossible theme and all, everything is synced up to it, which no. was really cool the first time, but now I'm just at this point where I'm just like, you can't see me, but I'm dancing to that. <laughs> okay. Breaking it down. Just getting it. Oh man. Okay. So did you hear about the soundtrack for, not the soundtrack, but the score for Deadpool? I don't know. Did I? Well, here's what had happened. The score for Deadpool got released on Friday, which, you know, isn't like, it, it won't have like DMX and stuff on it. It's just like the right, orchestral the, music. Yeah. Well, it is the first ever film score in movie history to get an explicit tag. What? Oh, because oh, of no, the holy shit balls. about this? Uh, it's during this, uh, the time it was most prominent was during the scene with, where they're fighting Juggernaut outside of, uh, pedophile McCreepy Boy's school. <laughs> yes, that is his Christian name. <laughs> it's his God-given name. And if you listened, the orchestral music sounds like it should be, like, singing some Latin, like, but instead- But it's holy it, shit balls. Yeah, it's like, holy shit balls, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's stuff like that. And apparently the guy who produced the music for the film 
he was just, it was originally like orchestral Latin music, and he went to the director and was like, could we just write our own lyrics to this? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And that's how that all came to be. Were you the composer? It sounds like that is something that you would do. Um, Absolutely. I wrote the film. I starred in it. I am Ryan Reynolds. <gasps> I knew it. We are all Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely. Aren't we, though? We We are Ryan Reynolds. We are Ryan. We are the Reynolds. Yeah, that speaks to my soul. That's that music right there. All right, so before we go on to the next segment, Brenna, this is, I, I, I mean, you've never done a podcast, so let me just nope. introduce you. <laughs> let me introduce you to a little thing called the ad break, where I talk <gasps> about patreon.com slash a load of BS. Oh, uh, exhilarating. I know, it's the official website to support the BS Network, to help us get new shows like Fun Fiction on the air. It's what supports the other shows like Opposite Attractions, like Fight Boys, like a load of BS. It's what helps the BS Network keep going. And of course, we got some lovely perks over there for you as well. Over at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Alright, so Brenna, we've discussed the film. Right. We've discussed... We actually did not discuss Deadpool that much. <laughs> we didn't! We were just like, everything around him was really good, but he also shit on Hawkeye in this one scene, so I hate him. But he did call Yukio Pinkie Pie, so I forgave him. Oh, can I just say, I struggled for a very lengthy amount of time to not realize that her name was... Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! I was like, I was waiting for Deadpool to be like, it's time to... <laughs> that's what I thought too, but then I heard a K and I was like, oh, that's why there is no joke made. No blue yeah. eyes, white dragon. Yeah, yeah, Um, So, I've struggled to... I was hoping that this could be a show where we show off good fan fiction. <laughs> Like, because, like, the community is full of talented people who write. It is, yeah. But apparently none of them, none of them have chosen to use Deadpool as their catalyst of writing. Nope. And I, it's, everything, everything is not good. Like, I, I think, I, I broke it down, and it's because Deadpool is such a difficult character to walk the tightrope of. Yeah. That some people just choose, like, oh, I'm gonna write a book, like, as Deadpool. That means I could just use all the racial slurs and, right? offense, and offensive words I want. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. Deadpool's Canadian. He would never. <laughs> Damn straight he's Canadian. I mean, did you find the same thing with Dead? Like, a lot of people with that not trying to... I guess in most fan fiction, it's a struggle to try to get the character down. Yeah, well, I was looking for crossover fan fiction and it, yeah it just <laughs> i don't know it it was bad that's the only yeah, word it, i have for it, it it was all really bad i tried to find crossover fan fiction and i couldn't find anything uh i don't want i, I don't want to try to guess what you did but i did find one that crossed him over with one of our personal favorite movies zootopia I I started to read that one, but it was too long, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was just, well, no, the weirdest part about that was the first time, no, the second time I saw the original Deadpool in theaters, I saw it as a double feature. First movie was Zootopia, second movie was Deadpool, and I was Hold like, oh, this is, this is my whole experience in one. 
Oh, wait, okay. So, you know, that would make sense with this, with Deadpool 2, because it's a family film. But now for the first Deadpool, <laughs> I don't... I will say, it was at a drive-in, and we did possibly have to move from one screen to a, a different screen to see okay. Deadpool. That's fine. I was thinking, like, the seven-year-olds watching Zootopia would also be treated to the opening credits of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Which, by the way, props to them for keeping the opening credits just as dope as they did in the first one. Oh, it was like a Bond movie. It was beautiful. It was like a Bond movie, and it also expressed everything we were feeling, which is, what the fuck's happening? I know! Did you really just kill her? Yeah. Um, so... I'm trying to, I, I did find one, and this, I'm not going to read it out loud, because it's not got Deadpool in it, so it's technically not a Deadpool fan fiction. Then why are you talking about it? Because it is a rewritten version of a scene from the first Deadpool film. Go on. The, the scene where, uh, where uh, Wade and Vanessa meet for the first time, and they discuss how they're each individually more fucked up than the other one. Right. Well, I found that scene rewritten to be Dean and Castiel from <gasps> Supernatural. That's beautiful! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it wasn't written as good as I wanted. Although at one point Crowley does play the role of the guy who hits on, who hits on Vanessa and then gets his shit kicked in. He would hit on Castiel, though, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they all would. I mean, uh, I would. Yeah. Oh, I would. <laughs> Hands I <found> down. <laughs> I found another. This one's actually this one's only five hundred words. I may read it, but this is also going to introduce another concept of fan fiction that I think we're going to have to deal with, which is the Mary Sue. Mary and, Sue. Oh, do you not know what a Mary Sue is? I don't think so. Oh my. Okay, so essentially, a Mary Sue is. Uh, a lot of people thought Rey was one when the seventh Star Wars came out, but essentially what it is, is it's a character who gets introduced to be extremely overpowered and kind of just kind of gets introduced into this world and they're way too overpowered. They don't have much of a character arc. Uh, everything just kind of works out for them a little bit too well. And also like the author will usually put a little bit too much of themselves into it. So it's like, uh, I don't know the best way to describe it. Almost like this, a, a power fantasy mm. using a, a Mary Sue. And uh, so this is Deadpool in the Sioux. And at one point, I'm not going to read all of it, but just in order to kind of get a feeling of what a Mary Sue would be like in a fan fiction. Um, uh, Hi, Deadpool, shrieked a voice behind him. He turned around and saw a girl staring down at him, eyes unblinking and glassy. Mom, you came to visit me. He got up and backed away. <laughs> she cackled. I'm not your mom, silly. My name's Raven, Sunlight, Pony, Cassandra, Selena, Pattinson, Way. I'm your girlfriend. <gasps> yeah, she advanced on him, still grinning. She was tall and skinny, long silver hair cascading down her back, past her large feathery wings. She was wearing what looked like a red corset and black skirt with fishnets, but it was hard to tell as her entire body was covered with various types of weapons. 
Yeah, it's... Oh, okay, hold on. You want me to explain my story? Okay. I'm the illegitimate daughter of Jean Grey and the Human Torch, as well as the sister of Hawkeye, but because I was kidnapped by Jean <laughs> when I was a baby, I never knew my parents, so I escaped and went to live with Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Quicksilver fell in love with me and taught me how to run really fast. Then I joined the Avengers and the X-Men when I was 10. Did I mention that I have the mutant power to make rainbows and I can shoot lasers out of my rose? And even though I'm only 15, we're gonna get married! Ha 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 Yeah, that's a Mary Sue. <laughs> I'm I'm speechless. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, and it's it is the most accurate thing because yes, I have read fan fiction where that shit exists. I'm pretty sure I wrote stuff like that, but when <laughs> I was, <laughs> but it was about Freddy Krueger, and I married him at the end. You're like I've been personally attacked. Listen, <laughs> less less than thirty minutes into this new show. Oh my god. All right, so I I wanted to find... Oh, also, just a little bit of an aside that I did not get to say during the Deadpool 2 review section. When he got the full black suit at the end of <gasps> the accident, it I was know. the dopest thing. All right, so here's my fan fiction for the week after we kind of go over everything else. <laughs> Brenna, it's not good. I'm so excited, Scotty. This is not good at all. This is called... How I Meet Deadpool? <laughs> hey, I wrote, I wrote this little story where I am a character in the Marvel Universe called Laser Man. And this is this a story about how I meet Deadpool. <clears throat> and, and he writes, How I Did Meet Deadpool? It starts on a rainy day in New York City. My name is Dreis Van Hulant, <laughs> a.k.a. Laser Man. I'm totally drunk right now but my bottle of vodka is empty. <laughs> but I think I can drink just one more. Laser Man steps into a bar. Barman, he says, give me a good cold... <laughs> Wait, oh, okay. Sorry. There's no punctuation, by the way. I got the you. Only... Yeah, the only way I can figure it out is, like, there's a space between every single <laughs> sentence. Barman, he says, give me a good cold beer. Laser Man falls silent as he sees Deadpool sitting at the bar. Wilson, how are you? Because, you know, everyone calls Deadpool Wilson. Right, they're on last name basis, cool. Yeah, with an enthusiastic tone. As a response, Deadpool takes his gun and shoots at Laser Man his feet. What? Shoots at Laser Man his feet <laughs> while screaming, You motherfucker! <laughs> ah, Laser Man says, are you still angry at me? Of course I am still angry, Deadpool answers. Excuse me, the barman says, but can you explain why you start shooting in my bar? One year ago. <laughs> Deadpool and Laser Man are lying unconscious on the ground in a very dark room. The lights go on and they wake up both with a headache. Who are you? Deadpool asks while holding his gun at Laser Man his head. I can ask you the same <laughs> question, he replies. Then, then, three men in black suit come into the room. They explain that they are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, of course, and they want Laser Man and Deadpool to break in a Hydra base and steal, S-T-E-E-L, <laughs> some secret files from them. If they do this, they will each getting paid 3,000... <sighs> if they do this, they will each getting paid 3,000 million dollars. They agree. 
Deadpool and Laser Man breaking into this base went super easy. Deadpool goes search for the secret files. In the meantime, Laser Man fights the guards with his laser powers. Suddenly, he sees something strange. The guards are wearing shield uniforms. Dun, dun, dun! He takes one of the guards and starts asking him questions. Like, why are you wearing shield uniforms? <laughs> uh, because we're shield agents, he replies. Then Laser Man gets it. They're, f- <laughs> they're framed. T-H-E-R-E framed he goes to deadpool and explains the situation but deadpool doesn't care he just wants the money so laser man shoots with his laser powers a whole true deadpool his chest deadpool heals and stands up but laser man has gone together with the files back to present day so deadpool and laser man have told the barman and the whole bar the story so the barman says let me get this straight You're angry at him because he cost you $3,000 million. (laughs) I thought it was a typo, but no, it's apparently $3,000 million. And you think he's ungrateful because you saved him from becoming a most wanted criminal? Yes. You know, you you two should go outside and fight this out like men. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. So they go outside, and they run screaming at each other and start to battle. But who would win? That's for another time. <gasps> it's the Eye of the Towers! The <laughs> the fight! How are you going to just leave me on a cliffhanger? That's not nice. That's not, hey, it's not my fault. This is all Spider-Fan 2. Did Spider-Fan 2 write anymore, or did he quit? No, that's it. That's the only chapter. Oh my god. He has written more bu- he has written more books. He wrote It, a short story based on the book It by Stephen King, a Fantastic Four uh, one, and Batman and Robin, a dynamic duo. Well, those all sound lovely. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that was my wait. What's happening? I'm sorry, the it f- I'm on the the it fan fiction right now. Right. It's literally 80 words my unofficial sequel to the novel by stephen king and to the it chapter 2 movie that will come out the story is spoiler free enjoy may the 10th dairy maine oh god the the school bell did go in the dairy elementary school the kids did run out of the school a boy jumps on his bike he is super excited this has been the sequel to it, written by <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Well, it's short and to the point. It's very good. The boy was on his bike and he was excited. And the, the school bell did go. The school bell, which by the way, bell only had one L, so, you know, well, take that what you will. Alright, so that's that's my offering for this week. And a little bit of a bonus episode in the form of It Chapter 5. Oh, God. So, uh, what what have you brought to us? All right. Well, yours, I might have, should have gone first because you have overshadowed me, but it's fine. Um, mine is called Super Pool, and it's by Pyro Moose Poop. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, his um, blurb for this story is, 
Sam, Dean, and Cass are going to New York because a thing named Venom is murdering people, or is someone else doing the murder, an annoying person calling himself Deadpool. How long can they resist not shooting him? How many times will Deadpool heal himself after getting shot? Will Deadpool ever, the author, ever shut up? Not likely. Please enjoy my fanfic. <laughs> I'm going to let you know before you get into it. I saw this and chose not to read it. Thank God you didn't. But I'm only going to read you the first chapter, so you're going to have to read the rest on your own, and you'll want to, believe me. Okay. So, disclaimer, I have accomplished nothing in life, therefore I own nothing and probably never will. That's, that is my I'm gonna get that tattooed on me somewhere That's beautiful I want it on my tombstone to be honest yeah. Um, Author note Takes place when Cass becomes human Which I think is in season 8 I tried to look it up but This is all over the place I'm just gonna tell you uh, Okay Alright so oh, Okay so this first part is written in Sam's perspective Just to let you know Okay, so we got we got Moose going. <clears throat> yes. So, Dean and I were looking at Crowley in the basement. My brother poked him. Wake up, he yelled. Crowley's eyes fluttered open. Hello, boys, he said Britishly. <laughs> <laughs> then as he looked at me, he said, You're looking sexier than usual today, Moose. He kissed the air in a weird flirtatious notion. I ignored him and slapped down a lot of police reports showing a bunch of murders in downtown New York, all in the same general area, and general is capitalized. (laughs) All of these bodies got shot multiple times. Mind telling us what that's about, Crowley, huh? Dean asked the King of Hell. And police reports claim that all their mouths are filled with, parentheses, sigh, semen, I added. Oh, okay. (laughs) Why should I tell you anything, bloody Winchesters, Crowley said, being difficult as always. Because if you don't, a nice hot bathtub of holy water is waiting for you, so why don't you start squawking, Dean angrily said. Fine, I can never resist you, squirrel, Crowley said, and then he looked at me. The person you're looking for is called Venom, but I warn you, someone is already on the case. Who? Garth? Dean questioned. Dean, we're done here. Let's go, I said, not letting Crowley answer. Goodbye, Moose, Crowley said, sing-songedly. Then he kissed the air again and winked. Later. We were in the- It's so sexual. (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) We were in the Impala. Dean driving, me sitting shotgun, and Cass in the back, like always. We just got to New York State. Cass was complaining about the existence of urination again. (laughs) Dean and I were- doesn't like urination, apparently, because he's human, you know. Oh, okay, I see. And angels don't pee. That's canon. Uh, Dean and I were singing along to the song Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas. Suddenly, there was some sort of man on the road, but Dean and I didn't notice because we were deep in song. Then the strange man's bright red suit caught Dean's eye, and he slammed on the brakes. (laughs) The three of us got out of the car to see what was wrong. The man in the red and black suit looked somewhat familiar. He had a monocle? Top hat and a fake <laughs> and, a, and a fake mustache over his black and red mask. He put a cup of tea up to where his mouth is and made a slurping sound as the tea pours down his mask. Hello, he said in an obviously fake British accent. It's Pool, Ed Pool, Agent B Double O B, part of the D I C K organization. Then he put the tea cup to his face again and made a slurping noise. Jesus, this guy is more inappropriate than Dean. Wait, Deadpool. I recognize that name. I think Charlie said something about him. 
I turned to Cass, who was just standing there, and told him, Call Charlie. Ask her what she knows about Deadpool. Cass obeyed. Who are you, and why are you in the center of the road? Dean asked. There was a blue flash, and Deadpool disappeared, but his mustache, top hat, monocle, and now broken teacup where he was standing. <laughs> I already told you, I'm the fabulous Deadpool. I'm the merc with the mouth. The grown man who wears ladybug pajamas to do his job. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Okay, not that last one, but I'm doing him a favor, Deadpool said, dropping the accent. He was standing behind us. We all turned around. So you're here to help? Dean asked. I think he is, I said. I think we should all trust Deadpool too, Deadpool said. Charlie has given me information on Deadpool, Cass said. Did he call <laughs> me? <laughs> did, did he call me? I got me? it. <laughs> I got the tea, boys. Did he call me a god, an object of pure worship, the lord of all chimichangas, Deadpool questioned. No. She said you're a low-rate comic book character from Marvel, Cass said. Comic book oh. character? <laughs> comic book character? Yeah, basically. Well, I'm a movie star, too. And a fan fiction star now. Hey, my lovely comic book is not low-rate. You take that back, Deadpool said. Well, yelled at the end. Then he pointed a gun at Cass's head. Dean and I whipped out our guns and pointed it at his head. He just became human. What are you thinking? Dean angrily said. His other hand now has a gun, and he points it at my brother. I've got, I've got more guns up my butt than you've ever seen in your life. I wouldn't... Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that, bitch, Dean said, and pointed a second gun at Deadpool. It was bigger than all the other guns. That doesn't mean that it's going to work. There's no guns Deadpool put his two guns away and pulled out a huge-ass machine gun. Nobody calls me bitch besides Domino, Wolverine, and maybe Spider-Man, depending on how cute he is that day. Then Deadpool pointed the gun at Dane. Naughty not, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I yell and pull the trigger to the gun at Deadpool's head. He was not going to kill my brother. Deadpool fell backwards. His machine gun fell next to his limp body. We all got back in the Impala. The dead body of Deadpool was next to Cass. We started driving again. About an hour later, we started seeing Carry On Wayward Son again. Then Cass... Get... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all they do! That's the only song ever written. Then Cass said, he's not dead. Dean chuckled. Sure, he said sarcastically, not taking his eye off the road. Wakey, wakey, Tuesday, pig and poke! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I was going to stay quiet till I could kill you all, but we're such good friends. Can I drive? Deadpool said. What the hell? No, you can't drive, Dean said. Wait, what brought him back to life? I asked. Aw, I knew you loved me, Sammy Pooh. Has anyone ever told you that you look like a moose? Deadpool said. Why does everyone tell me I look like a moose? I asked. I could tell Dean was trying not to laugh. What the hell is that thing? Deadpool yelled and pointed to the right. Everyone in the car looked to the right to see nothing. There's nothing there, Cass stated. Yeah, I know. It's my car now, Deadpool said. He was sitting in the driver's seat and what? Dean was sitting <laughs> and Dean was sitting where Deadpool use USE to sit. What the f Dean started to say. Language, you fucking piece of shit, Deadpool said. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving worse than a drunk person. Ooh, a strip club. Deadpool said. He grabbed Dean, and a blue flash appeared again. Both my brother and Deadpool were gone. The Impala started to head towards the building because no one was driving. I took the wheel and pulled over Dean's precious car. And that's chapter one. Oh my god. <laughs> they know Deadpool's not the genie from Aladdin, right? Dude, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, since when does he have teleportation? Yeah, I think he does in the comics, maybe, but even then, like... I don't know. 
the, also going back to the Spider-Man thing, there's a lot. There's oh, I so know. much Spider-Man. I know. Like I, I thought that there might be a wholesome one, but no. <laughs> there's nothing. No. A whole lot of boning. Uh, speaking of boning. I want to talk about all the boning shirts I got over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Those are some boning shirts, man. I just bought one myself. <laughs> Shirt boned. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can get shirts for Opposite Attractions, Fight Boys, a load of BS. I'm going to try to get fun fiction stuff up there ASAP. It'll have my face on it. It's just a giant Brenna face, and that's it. That's it. It just says, Brenna, social anxiety, it says nothing. Clark, it's just my face. and then a picture of your face. Is that the silence of, I would actually buy that? That was the silence of, my computer just went completely silent. <laughs> oh, no! But what did you say that it says on it? Oh, it says, Brenna, social anxiety, Clark on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would totally wear that. Then yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't have to introduce myself to people, so that would be great. Yeah, it actually really helps with the social anxiety aspect of it. It does, then people won't talk to me. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we've read our fan fictions, we've talked about the movie, and here's the problem. All the fan fiction was garbage. Complete and utter beautiful trash fires. Such trash fire. Which, by the way... You you are too hard on yourself because, oh my god, yours beat mine by a landmile. Scotty, look, the second chapter of this is in Dean's perspective. No, Deadpool's perspective, and the third one is in Castiel's perspective. And the you have to read it because the conclusion is thrilling and okay. makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Alright. Um, also, I like that they called Venom a person. Well, and is he just ejaculating into people's mouths, is that a thing that Venom does? <laughs> that's kinda, that was another thing I was curious about, was just Venom running around like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, like, it, it it never comes back to that. Venom is never reintroduced. We don't mm. know if maybe Deadpool was killing these people and putting his parts <laughs> just... in places that they didn't need to be in. But, um, yeah. yeah. Alright, so here's my idea, because it, I definitely had to change it after last night Right, fan fiction. And uh, have you heard about the deleted, the deleted end credit scene that they had to take out? Of, of this one? Of Deadpool 2, yeah. No. Uh... I swear to God, this is not a joke, and I'm mad that they took it out, because I think it probably would have put it over the top. From best end credit scene ever to cannot be topped ever best get like like I still think something could beat it eventually if they included this scene nothing could ever beat it and it is a scene where Deadpool walks into a nursery a German nursery and he walks up to the crib and within that crib is a small baby Hitler. <laughs> <gasps> And Deadpool, there were two versions, apparently. In one version, he just goes, maximum effort, and then just starts throttling the baby. The second version that I like even more is he, he like, takes out a Sharpie and draws a Hitler mustache on the baby and then takes it out. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. 
So this is my idea for Deadpool 3, and it starts at the beginning of this end credit scene that didn't happen. Because Deadpool walks up, and he's very much just like, I don't, I, I can't do this, this is a baby. It's, it's, you know what, and then he pulls out the mustache, he draws the mustache on the baby, and he's like, alright, let's think about this, let's, at which point you hear the cocking of a gun, <gasps> and he goes, what's taking you so long, big guy? Looks down. And this is, in fact, a crossover with the Boss Baby universe. Oh, my God! <laughs> As Deadpool turns around to see Baby Hitler with a gun trained on him. And it gets better, because, like, they then have a on-par... You know in Episode 2 of Star Wars where Yoda just kind of flips around and that's how he fights? It's got to be that, except with a baby. Right. So, does that, but in the middle of it, he steals Cable's time travel device from Deadpool and uses it to start traveling forward in time. That's not good. Uh, Yeah, at which point we get a real, um, was it Rory in Doctor Who who had to live for like 5,000 years? Yes. Yeah, it's that, except it's Deadpool, but as he goes forward through time, he keeps finding the chaos that baby Hitler, like, it's gonna be also kind of like Wolverine, where he, like, fights in wars and stuff, but he's, like, not as good about it. So, uh, I wasn't sure when baby Hitler was born, so I just said, like, a a little bit before maybe the 1930s. Sure, why not? And so, fast forward to the 1930s, you get towards it. Deadpool enlists in the army because baby Hitler has actually came forward in time to become normal Hitler, but he's still a baby. But, plot twist, he has two other babies underneath him in a trench coat, and he is a giant. (laughs) So, Hitler's risen to power again, so Deadpool's plan failed. And so then it's kind of like a Saving Private Ryan situation, except instead of Saving Private Ryan, who would be played by Ryan Reynolds, of course. Deadpool, Deadpool goes and finally tracks down baby Hitler. But I think at this point, even Deadpool is just like, wait a minute, that's not, you're not baby Hitler, baby Hitler is a baby, you're three men. So he doesn't <laughs> know at this point, he doesn't know at this point that it's three babies in a trench coat. Uh, so then uh, baby Hitler gets away, he tra- time travels in the future a little bit more. And so now Deadpool has to live out, like, just 20 years going from city to city on his own until he finds a small town in Kansas in the 1950s where, you know, this is when the... I was about to say the hip-hop revolution, and I know that's wrong, where, like, the um, like rock and roll had started and dancing and all that has started. And he comes to a small town in Kansas where the mayor has outlawed dancing. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And so now Deadpool has to basically re because so he had Saving Private Ryan. Now he has to reenact Footless. Uh, and also, in case you're wondering, Baby Hitler in a trench coat was in fact the mayor of the town. And I that's knew why it. They did it. I knew it. So Deadpool has to fight against the mayor to get dancing uh, legalized again in this small town. Uh, and so now that's all. That all plays out. Cut forward about 20 more years. We're now in the 1970s. It's Vietnam. All that's happened. And uh, Deadpool has... It, he's he skipped the draft, let's be honest. And so he's, like, in New York or something. And 
I think they had televisions back then. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's in the 1970s. And so um, he actually finds out that baby Hitler is in California making movies. I don't know what movie he made. Like a shitty movie from the 70s. I didn't think about this. I'm improving. <laughs> and you may be wondering what movie this is based off, Brenna, but you'll know when you realize that after that, Deadpool ran, and he ran to the edge of the city. Oh, my and goodness. He ran to the edge of the state. Then he ran till he got all the way to California. Actually, no, no, no. He wasn't in New York. He's definitely in Alabama at the beginning of this. And then he runs to California, Forrest Gump style, to find the Fuhrer. Uh, and so they have, like, this big fight scene, but then Fuhrer, like... Actually, at this point, Fuhrer kidnaps him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Plot twist. Actually, no, no, no. Cut to the 90s. He finds Fuhrer. Fuhrer kidnaps him and throws him onto an island that he, Fuhrer has created with his time-traveling device, Baby Fuhrer. And his time-traveling device has allowed him to go back to the Jurassic era <gasps> and bring back dinosaurs. Now we've got Deadpool in Jurassic Park. Da-da-da, da-da-da, <laughs> And so now he has to fight through an army of dinosaurs, at which point uh, he escapes, he gets back to America, and he's still trying to find baby Hitler as he goes forward in time, eventually slowly moving through Deadpool 1 and 2. So he goes through both of the films again. And baby Um, Hitler is also in... (laughs) Baby Hitler is also there. No, no, no. Just because I, I apparently learned that Apparently, recently, T.J. Miller has become very problematic. Yes. Uh, we, yeah, Weasel's actually baby Hitler. Okay. It's never been revealed, but he's actually three babies in a trench coat. Yes. One of whom is Hitler. Canon. That's officially canon now. <laughs> and so um, he finally realizes that the whole time Weasel has been baby Hitler... And he just looks at it, he's just like, baby Hitler, it's over! Pulls out a gun, points it! At which point, a beautiful bright light comes around baby Hitler. Are you ready for the plot twist of the fucking century? I'm not ready. It was never baby Hitler. It was actually Vanessa Carlisle, Deadpool's girlfriend, who of course... in the comics, is known as Copycat, and has the ability to take on other people's forms, and she just kind of looks at Deadpool, is like, really, you were gonna kill a baby? And he's like, it's Hitler! And then she, then she reveals that the whole thing has actually been a setup for Deadpool's birthday party. Aww! And her uh, special, her surprise for him is the fact that she let him reenact some of his favorite films throughout <laughs> history by, by buzzing as Hitler. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know, right? And I know that you just spoiled the whole entire thing, but you realize you're going to really have to write this now. <laughs> you're going to have to actually write this book wherein Deadpool has to fight baby Hitler. Boss yeah. baby Hitler. I imagine it's in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that really scary baby that smokes with the really deep voice. That's how I imagine it. Whoa. 
okay, can I just be truth? Can what? I just be truth with you for a minute? Be I truth got... with a capital T. Yeah, yeah, I have not watched that film since I was probably like three or four. Actually, no, probably a little bit older than that because um, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd at the <gasps> end. With the eyes when he gets run over by the, the steamroller. Yeah. How's your brother? He died just like this, and I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm good. This yeah. movie don't need to. This movie don't need to exist anymore. No, I get it, fam, but uh, it's still a real good movie. I'm looking up who framed Roger Rabbit smoking baby. You, yeah, it's worth it. Oh fuck, I remember this thing. Yeah, I think he was actually in actual cartoons, but I, I don't. Know. He was. He, I can guarantee he was, because I've seen it, and I don't think he was... Yeah, his name's Baby Herman. That's right, Herman. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. He's no, he's described as a deuteragonist, and I don't know what that means. Hold on. Deuteragonist? Do yeah, I have to assume it means that... Was he a good guy and a bad guy? Is that... <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, deuteragonist. Did you just... No, uh, well, it says the person second in importance to the protagonist <laughs> in a drama. You are so far off. I well, I know, but I I like my idea more. Where he's like, um, he's like Russell in Deadpool. He's just like he became an asshole, but also he's a good guy at the end. So he's a deuteragonist because deuter. So <clears throat> so two. So so you you took the two part. And yeah. then made the rest of it up. Yes! That's so, exactly how it works. He could have been a baby with, like, two heads with the name Deuteragonist. Yeah, yeah. But and you call him Deuter for short. Deuter. Deuter. What up, Deuter? What up, Deuter? I'm trying to find more on this dude. This I don't... Deuter. <laughs> this Deuteragonist. This Deuteragonist. God, he's horrifying to look at, to that's, be honest. That's what I'm telling you. You kept saying Baby Hitler, and I just saw him with his cigar and, like, the mustache and... <laughs> the mustache? Yep. I'm trying to think of, like... Oh, God, he, I, I forgot that he had baby voice and adult voice. He also yes. reminds me of uh, the Fennec... Is it a Fennec Fox in um, Zootopia? Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, 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 except better. Yes, and scarier. Because it's a creepy, nasty little baby thing. And I was so sure that he was playing a little girl baby, but I don't know about that anymore. Who, the Fennec Fox or Baby Herman? Both. Oh. Just kidding, Herman. <laughs> so, I looked up, all I did was look up Baby Herman, and I also found a Looper article said things about who framed Roger Rabbit you only notice as an adult. The very first thing is Baby Herman is a sexual predator. Oh yeah, he is. He grabs a lady's butt with his baby hands. He's a he. I mean, a quote, a direct quote from Baby Herman. I've got a fifty-year-old's lust and a three-year-old's dinky. He said that. He did say that. That's terrible. It's a great movie. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, he also puts a. Uh, he also looks up a crew member's skirt. Yes. God, that, yeah, no, baby, baby Herman, <laughs> baby Herman, no. Hey, so anyways, Deadpool. Yeah! <laughs> and Hitler. Deadpool and Hitler. 
this great show. Have you seen the trailer? I guess we're just now all completely off topic. Have you seen the trailer for the Happy Time Murders? No. Uh, it's Melissa McCarthy, so you know it's good. Right. Um, and it's a film about humans and puppets coexisting. No, I'm out. Yeah? I'm out. <laughs> And apparent no, this next part you may actually like, and it's the fact that uh, the puppets are getting murdered by a serial killer. Okay, so that's most- me. That serial killer is me. Brenna, you and I have both performed in a play where we had to be with puppets. But Scotty, they were not sentient. They like, uh, I don't know. They they looked like people, not like we brought them sentience. Oh, anyways, wow. um, anyways, uh, the. Melissa McCarthy, who is a human, has to team up with a puppet named uh, Agent Campbell. I think it's that one. No, it's not. It's... What the fuck? Which one is it? I'm trying to find the actual person. It's up to Phil. Oh, Phil Phillips, who is a puppet played by Bill Beretta, has to team up with uh, Melissa McCarthy to solve the Happy Time murders. And it's... It's nasty. It's pretty nasty. What do you mean by the, nasty? Uh, I will say the trailer I saw, you know, after the actual, like, Happy Time Murders, it will cut to, like, a funny scene? Well, their funny scene was the main puppet detective banging another puppet sexually. <gasps> How else be? No, it's fine. Okay. I don't... Reaches the conclusion... The natural conclusion of intercourse, he pulls out, and then just <laughs> silly string everywhere. No! And you know what? Like, Family Guy popularized it, where a joke goes on too long to where you reach a point where this isn't funny anymore, and then it keeps going, and then you get the second laugh of it. That's what happened, as this puppet just silly strings all over the place. Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know about that I'm one. Not, I'm not comfortable with this. It's on par with Team America, although Team America, oh my God. Team America was good too. Uh, so Miss Brenna, it's been an episode. The the <laughs> that's exactly the beginning. An episode. <laughs> we started off strong, and then we started talking about puppets, Hitler, and Baby Herman. But I would like to say also that I. Made a list of historical facts about Deadpool that we. <laughs> it's because <laughs> even it's because the movie was so good. Uh, so Brenna, I don't know where can people find you on the internet if you want them to find you, Brenna Social Anxiety Clark. Uh, well, uh, you can find me on the Twitter um, at Brennasaur, I think. I think it's Brennasaur. <laughs> but don't look anywhere else. Yeah, that's I'm 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 yeah. Kylo Bren. <laughs> Only find her on Twitter at Brennosaur and nowhere else. Do not look. Everywhere else I'm awkward. Don't do it. No, uh, look at her Instagram because she posted a picture of her wearing some BS merch and that's dope as shit. Oh, yeah. That's Brennosaur too. Look, everything. Just Google Brennosaur and I'll come yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Brennosaur. Also, it works. it's uh, yeah. S-A-U-R, not S-O-R-E. Not just like, oh, this Brennosaur. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like. I did not even think about that, but yes, like Brynosaur, like Bulbasaur, you know, because yeah, like, that's my favorite Pokemon. Like everyone get on the floor. Everybody walk to Brynosaur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. Make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. It feels good to actually do a show where people have read the book, <laughs> so they can be like. It's really Isn't good. it great? There's Quizzle Court, Quizzle Court Risen, Quizzle Court Revelations, and then of course BS versus the Gods. Plenty more books to come, but uh, mostly get Quizzle Court because I'm very proud of it, and also Bryn is in it, kind of. I am, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's literally it's was friend fiction before fun fiction became a thing. So yeah, make sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, and of course check out all the other BS Network programs fight boys our pro wrestling show opposite attractions the show where we try to build our own theme park and then of course a load of bs the show where me and my best friend blake tanner are kind of just assholes for an hour there's not really much i can do <laughs> uh but yeah make sure to check all that out make sure to help us out on patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs and of course make sure to uh, subscribe onto our youtube channel that way you'll be notified every time a new podcast comes out ladies and gentlemen so yeah on behalf of brenda lauren i don't have a good sign off for this i is I, we need to come up with one obviously this was <laughs> we just need, it's just gonna be like all right and remember stay away from baby hitler have a good one yep <laughs>